0: I'm Sid And I'm Jess. And and this this is is the Book Boyfriend Boyfriend Project. Project. So, So, today we're kicking off a mini-review series. Um, If you guys are familiar with our 12 Speed Reviews of Christmas series that we did last Christmas, kind of similar, but this time we're calling it the Speed Reviews of Summer, and we're only doing five, (laughs) because that's more manageable. (laughs) Yep. Um,
1: Twelve was... A lot it was it was
0: fun though it was fun, but it was like a lot, a lot, a lot, um yeah, so we have a different game plan for this year, but we kind of wanted to bring that concept back again, but this time we thought it would be fun to do like some more lake- beach beachy reads, yes, even if you don't a summertime feel, yes, even if you don't read them on the beach, the like whatever these give us like summer vibes so um today's review is going to be on the lion's den by katherine st john and this one is i think the only one out of the bunch that has kind of like a thriller edge to it i don't know if it's like a true thriller because i feel like after reading the wife upstairs like that one's like on a higher thriller level but like this one's got elements of that. Okay guys, so normally when I do these reviews, I just kind of start spitting out the plot and characters, but this one, since it has a little bit more of a thriller mystery twist, I feel like we need to start with just like the blurb that the author gave us. So let's start with that. Belle likes to think herself immune to the dizzying effects of fabulous wealth, but when her best friend Summer invites her on a glamorous getaway to the Mediterranean aboard her billionaire boyfriend's yacht, the only sensible answer is Yes. Belle hopes this trip will be the much needed break from her stalled acting career and uniquely humiliating waitressing job, but once she's aboard the luxurious lion's den, it soon becomes clear that this jet-setting holiday is not as advertised. Belle's dream vacation quickly devolves into a nightmare, as she and the handful of other girls Summer invited are treated more like prisoners than guests by their controlling host, and in one terrifying moment, Belle comes to see Summer for who she truly is, a vicious gold digger who will stop at nothing to get what she wants. Belle realizes she's going to have to keep her wits about her and her own big secret closely hidden if she wants to make it off the yacht alive. So. Mm.
1: So at this point, my immediate thought is that the rich boyfriend is like human trafficking.
0: Mm. That's my thought. See, after I read this, I thought it was going to be like that movie, that Netflix movie with Jennifer Aniston and...
1: Adam Sandler.
0: Yes, Adam Sandler, Murder Mystery. That's immediately what I thought of. It's not really quite like that. And honestly, I really like what they did better. So, as we've learned, our main character's name is Belle. She's an actress. She lives in LA. She's currently working at a bar to pay the bills. Um, And she's invited on this lavish trip by her best friend, who is named Summer. And these two... Oops. And these two have been friends since childhood, Um, and I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a background on their friendship and just kind of Summer as a whole because I feel like it's very important. So, Summer and Isabel became friends when they were teenagers, and one of Summer's many stepdads bought a house in Isabel's neighborhood. Summer has always had a taste for older men and quite the mean streak. Just one example that we're given in the flashbacks in this book is that she seduced their summer school French teacher and then got him fired when she was done with him. So, yeah. Okay. Yes. So throughout the early twenties, Summer floated from rich man to rich man and crashing on Isabel's couch when she was between relationships. During one particularly long stint on her couch, Isabel demands that Summer starts contributing. Summer isn't working, so she asks one of her ex-stepdads for money, which he gives her in exchange for sex. This creates some sort of weird feeling of like a debt owed between Isabel and Summer, since Isabel is the one who like encouraged Summer. To get that money, she didn't mean, like, go sleep with your ex-stepdad, but, like, she's kind of, in a weird, very roundabout way, responsible for that coming about. But, but I, I, I agree, it's ridiculous, but, like, that's just the vibe that I got from the two of them. So, not only is Summer kind of mooching off Isabel and really, not gaslighting her, but, like, being a very controlling, conniving friend... Um, there's another instance where Isabelle is invited to a party by Summer, but Summer's late, and she meets this guy named Eric, an artist, and they instantly have this, like, really awesome connection. Little does she know, Eric is actually the guy Summer is planning on meeting at the party, and Isabel is intended to be his brother's date. So, Isabel and Eric have to completely pretend like there's no chemistry between them when Summer is around, because she's literally crazy. At the same party, another one of their friends, Wendy, um, is dancing and flirting with Eric, and while Wendy's out dancing, Summer spikes her drink with some sort of, I don't know, drug. So, like, Summer's crazy. We don't get all of these flashbacks and kind of examples of Summer's true personality all at once. Um, This book is written in, like, present chapters, then you get, like, a past chapter, which... I don't always love, and it was a little bit confusing at times, but at the end, like, it all just clicks so perfectly. So, let's get into the present day plot. So, as we've we've already established, Isabelle is invited by Summer to go spend a week on her uh, super old new boyfriend's yacht. He's, like, 63. His name is John. To celebrate her birthday. From the get-go, the trip is super weird. Summer is really stressed about how her guests will reflect on her um. So she's, like, criticizing what they're wearing, and she's separating them from her and John a lot. Like, they had, I don't know, I think they had some cars take them to the boat when they landed in France, I think is where they start out. Um. And in Summer and John's car, she had Summer, John, and then her mother and her sister. Her mother and her sister are tacky is how they're described. <laughs> they are shameless in the fact that her mom is like totally a gold digger. And her sister is really just taking after her mom. Her mom's name is Rhonda, I believe, and Brittany is her sister's names, just if I mention them later. Um, Also along on this trip is Wendy, who as we've already established is Isabel and Summer's kind of like mutual friend um she's an influencer and she tends to follow summer's lead uh also on this trip is claire which is another mutual friend of isabel and summers she's kind of new to the group but she's also kind of bland and i feel like that's kind of why summer invited her because she knew that it would make it look like she had more friends but like claire wasn't someone she had to worry about Um, and then the final person on this trip is Amethyst. Amethyst is Brittany's guest. She has, like, these cool violet eyes, and I feel like that's just gender, obviously, context, but, like, that just kind of sets the tone for her. She does not care what Summer thinks at all, and she pretty much just wants to irritate her on this trip. So, they're enemies right off the bat. So, not only is Summer super stressed about this trip, the boat... Is weird. There's no Wi-Fi on the boat, only two hardwired computers and a ton of cameras. Isabel is dead tired every single night, and as soon as she mentions being like more tired than usual, I'm like, she's totally being drugged every single night. Um, and she suspects that they're being locked in their rooms at night. This is later confirmed when she somehow avoids to be drugged at night and is awake when the doors lock. Um, there are even strange people coming onto the boat at night, like Obviously, people from the Middle East like coming to meet with John, presumably, um, about Lord knows what. And Summer Sugar Daddy John is very, very controlling. He dictates when the girls leave, how much they eat, etc. And if anyone even suggests deviating from what his directions are, they're given the evil eye and addressing down from Summer. So, Summer and John have, like, uber luxurious quarters, but the rest of the guests must share a room, which, like, is fine. Isabel ends up rooming with Amethyst, and you can tell right away. As I said, Amethyst is not on board with the Summer plan, and she makes a lot of comments in the very beginning of the book, kind of to the fact that, like, she's going to try to steal John away for herself, which, like, there's issues with that, too, but we'll get there. So, throughout the girls' trip, uh, the schedule is clearly dictated by John and then micromanaged by Summer. It's the summer show when it comes to what they eat or what they wear. Isabel finds Amethyst flirting with John more than once and eventually gets her to confess that she's been sleeping with him. It's also revealed that this trip is less of a birthday vacation for Summer and more of a series of meetings about this new resort that John wants to build somewhat illegally over a small village. One day, when they're parked at port, Isabel and Amethyst are a few minutes late, and Summer tell the crew, tells the crew to leave them. Like, they are literally sprinting down the dock. They're waving their hands, saying, wait, 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 wait. And Summer makes the crew, like, undock and drive away. Which is, like, so petty.
1: At that point, just max out your credit card and book a
0: trip, book a flight home. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the other thing is that... Everyone's passports are taken as soon as they get on the boat by John's security guards. Wait what, yeah, now repeat that John's security guards take everyone's passports when they board the boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So they're stranded in this small Italian town without any money and their passports, they're eventually collected later, but Isabel's is forced to apologize to John who gently suggests that she cut their trip short and she's like, "Oh my gosh, thank God, like I need to get out of here." Um so she's like banished to her cabin until the morning basically when she can finally leave. One of the staff members is really nice to her and they're like, "Hey, come eat out on the staff deck like no one will be out there while they're eating dinner." And she hears fighting between Summer and Amethyst on the deck, and then a thump like someone has gone overboard. So, of course, she rushes up to the main deck and finds that Amethyst fell overboard. It's clear that Summer has done it, but no one's willing to cross her and mess up. The Italian Coast Guard arrive, and John is conveniently the only one who speaks Italian, and so he tells them what happens. Jess is rolling her eyes. You guys can't see it though. <laughs> So this is where the true plot of this book is revealed. So we've touched on the fact that Summer and Eric had a thing. It was a very tumultuous relationship, and this is revealed through flashbacks because Summer was always more to Eric than he was into her, and that drove her nuts. Summer and Eric have finally broken it off, and then Eric mysteriously commits suicide. It's revealed that Summer borrowed Isabel's car that same day Eric committed suicide and got a parking ticket in the same area that Eric was last seen. Isabel decides not to mention this to Summer in case she uses it to blackmail her because Summer used her car. So, like, basically she's assuming that Summer could, if Summer did kill Eric, like, she framed, she could frame Isabel for it. Which is, like, I don't even want to think about you doing that something like that to me. Like, <laughs> ew. <laughs> so... This happens, and then several days later, lo and behold, Eric, who is supposed to be dead, shows up at Isabel's place and is in horrible condition. He looks like he has been like, wandering around the desert for days. He needs a doctor, but the whole world believes that he is dead at this point. So, they actually end up going to Mexico to a hospital where Eric decides to hide out there while he takes his father down. And at this point, it's revealed that Eric is actually John's son. Which, like, also you, So that was all revealed in a flashback. No, this is revealed after Amethyst is killed. Mm. Well, I guess, yeah, it was revealed in a flashback, actually. I got a little lost in what I was saying. I forgot which part I was at. Okay, I
1: was like, um, if she's on the boat, how can Eric show up at her place and no. then go to no. Mexico? So I was like,
0: I was clarifying yes. all of that. This was all in a flashback. So at this point, Isabel's like... Well crap. I need to get off the boat. Um, because it's also revealed at this point that Isabel has been uh low-key spying on John this entire time. So John's business, Lion I think it's called like Lion Holdings or something like that um has done some shady stuff particularly um last summer there was a building of some sort that was constructed and it was constructed really poorly and it collapsed with people inside there were casualties and this is just one of many instances of his negligence and really underhanded business dealings which we've obviously seen have been going on this entire trip with this new resort um. So, Isabel is kind of panicking at this point, and she's been getting, like, some subtle hints from one of John's security guards that he might actually kind of be in on all this stuff, and he actually helps her get off the boat. She heads to Eric's grandmother's house, which is in France, so it's, like, not back in the States, um, where she finds Eric as well as John and Summer. This is where Eric reveals that his grandmother has signed over her shares of Lion Holdings and that he now has the majority and is prepared to take the company from his father by force slash blackmail with the evidence he's collected on his own as well as the evidence Isabel has collected during her time on the boat. So everything is said on John. John is no longer like continuing his reign of terror on the world and Eric gives Isabel millions of dollars. Like, for her trouble and says he's going to sell the company. I feel like I'm forgetting things.
1: Did they end up together? Was this a romance?
0: Or, like, had this Eric and Isabel kind of had, like, a thing. And they were, like, I don't know. It was more about Eric being, like, almost dead when she saw him again after him and Summer had broken up. They kind of had this flirtationship while Eric and Summer were together, but, like, it was very on the down low because if Summer ever found out, she would lose her mind, obviously. Um, But it doesn't really say whether or not they end up together. It just kind of, like, she gets off the boat. John is done. Summer is pissed, of course. Eric is alive. Interesting. Yeah. So, I really like this book. Um, I really, as I said, I kind of expected more of a murder mystery, but I really liked the plot twist. I gave this one a 3.75 stars out of five. I felt like sometimes the flashbacks were a little bit tedious. I feel like some of them could have been shortened up a little bit, but overall I thought it was pretty good. And it's not like a thriller to the point where it made me super paranoid. So if you are also terrified of like, everything and don't like thrillers this would be a good one to start with yeah it definitely sounds
1: like it was it's like a confusing book to listen to being explained yeah and it's something you probably couldn't listen to as like an audiobook without oh, I like did. i listened to it as an audiobook did you like have to like stop and like figure out wait what did i actually like just hear because i feel like because sometimes when i'm listening to an audiobook sometimes i'll like zone out for a hot second And then, like, rezone in and, like, you have to read one that's not, like, super you have to, like, be paying attention at all times for me to do it as an audiobook. Yeah. That's, like, why, with the books we're doing as a YA Rewind currently, like, I have to, like, not listen to them Mm -hmm. when I'm busy. Yeah. So it takes me longer to get through them. Yeah. Because I have to be able to focus completely on them. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I don't really have that problem with audiobooks too much. I actually do better when I have, like, two things to kind of focus on in my brain, if that makes any sense. It's just the ADHD talking. (laughs) But, um, yeah, this is definitely one where I feel like when they drop those little, like, sprinklings of clues in there, it's not in a way that's so subtle that, like, it's one. It's mentioned one time and you never hear about it ever again. I feel like it was very easy once it was revealed that Eric was John's son and like um, there was like that scandal with the building with John's company. It was very easy to like see where the plot was going and like how all those little details kind of came together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But I thought this one was really good. If you guys are looking for something with a little bit of more of a mystery edge to it this summer, I'd definitely check out The Lion's Den. But that's going to wrap up the first day of our speed reviews of summer. We hope that you guys enjoyed it and that you'll keep tuning back in for this rest of week of reviews. Um, But that's it for us today. Thanks for listening.